This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Hello everyone and welcome to the Novacast Emergency Broadcast System, a subsidiary of the Novacast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are debuting our first emergency Novacast to talk about uh, Digifest 2021. These are dark times. <laughs> I was going to call it the event, but then that just seemed like really kind of like standoffish and, and bad, so... No, the event. The event's already taken. That that refers to something else in in, in Digimon fan lore. So we're okay. starting off with a really obscure reference, but I, I can explain that to you <laughs> later if you want. But, no, I, I I'm um, pretty sure I know what you're talking about. Okay, good, 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 so. good. Okay, um, but regardless, yeah, this is. I mean, this is such an emergency. We waited like almost a week later to record, <laughs> but we kind of had to let. <laughs> we kind of had to have all the pieces in place before we hit record on this one and and talked yeah, about be, what, I would, what the absolute I would hell need to record down. an entire podcast only to have some idiot be like oh you didn't talk about this later so we, we had to wait until all the all the little ducks were in a row before we could shoot them all down which is nonsense because that happens all the time um but whatever <laughs> yeah it, it yeah it would it wouldn't have bothered me one, one iota but i'm kind of glad we can just talk about it now and get it over and done with because you know it <laughs> just just ugh. that's my opinion about i'm already uh, tired you too i just hope you know like i already want to go back to bed for the day so yeah, um like in it. short the news is everyone loves chiaki j kanaka the lovable writer of the best digimon season we regret to inform you that chiaki j kanaka is racist Okay, no, that's all right. Let's. Okay, he's not. We're but... doing the milkshake duck bit, but we gotta clarify just that way people yeah. don't get mad. We're just doing he's the not... milkshake duck bit. We he, get to inform is, you that Chiaki J confirmed as racist. <laughs> look, okay, look. But let's just like say some of the adjacent. some of the beliefs he has espoused are are adjacent to that. Yeah, okay. So the, we'll get to the meat of this. So basically, what we're talking about here is Digifest 2021 happened uh, on August the 1st. Uh, a dive a day, as it's affectionately known by the... Uh, by you the know, a day. Everyone's yeah. depressed. Um, a dive day, normally... A day, obviously, this is our second a dive day now, I believe, since we started the podcast. And normally, it's meant to celebrate the... Well, it it's so picked because that's the date that Ty returned to in the all in the twenty first episode of Digimon Adventure, so it was August the first, nineteen ninety nine. I want to say, and yep. yeah, it was he, the day that they left. Yeah, camp so that's and the, the day, day he returned home. Yes, right. Okay. And on the, the day, day they later all returned home. So that's right. So it's a, it's a, it's sort of a milestone, but but for this year, it wasn't so much adventure focused as it was Tamers focused because this is the twentieth anniversary of Digimon Tamers this year. Um, and we've we've since passed the actual anniversary date of Tamers uh, quite a while ago, of course, but yeah, so it's quite nice, uh, especially for us, just seeing as we're actually covering Tamers at the moment um, so there's been some like special promos and merch and stuff you know, it's been cool so one of the cool things <laughs> um, you know, sort of foreshadowing the fact that it, what happened was very much not cool, is that um, there was a stage play of sorts I'm not really sure how to describe this it was kind of like I think it had the same form. It's officially like described as a radio play, drama. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of yeah. So it's that got that same kind of format as like a radio play or some of the audio dramas they've done in the past for the Digimon. Well, all, all the series, I think. 
And except because it was taking place at Digifest, which is like a convention, online and offline elements, um, which they... Basically, what they did is they had the actors who were reading this radio play, performing in it, I should say, um, on stage. So they were streaming this out to the, uh, not to the world, just the Japanese audiences and anyone who got past their geolock. Um, and they uh, performed this on stage. And throughout the rest of the fest, they had other things as well, like new product announcements. They announced the new anime uh, series and the O2 movie um, officially. So that happened. That was some. Well, we'll see how they turn out, but that was some quote-unquote good news. Um, and they had live performances from uh, Wild Child Bound and other performers that have done Digimon songs in the past. So Kanaka's, uh, this this radio play was written by Chiaki J. Kanaka. It's meant as a follow-up of sorts to an earlier audio drama that he's done, uh, which was called Digimon Tamers 2018 or something to that effect. And that was kind of like a follow-up one. And this was a follow-up to that. So it kind of relied on you knowing sort of what went down that. The short version of that, for what I can tell, is that they all sort of returned together to fight a giant robot that looks like Renamon. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Um, also, you can go look Takata got replaced by a clone of himself. A baby, yeah, so a baby clone of himself. Takato went looking for... Basically went back to, went to the Digimon world, I guess. The digital world, even. And he... They tried to like get him back out in like 2018, but all they could fish out was like a 14 year old Takato, and they were very confused. <laughs> but he's there and so on, so it has the same sort of vibe of like the X Men comics before they got good again, where like they were having the X Men team come back as like teenagers, and you had teenage Cyclops <laughs> and adult Cyclops and all this. Anyway, Digimon Chambers very days of future past. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that would be better. Um, but no, the uh, I, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Kanaka just ripped it off wholesale anyway. So we come to today and we come to the play that he's done. And the plot of this is as follows. I'll try and recount this as best as I can from watching the um, from watching the play about a week ago. So it's taking place within uh, Nix, so N-I-X, Nix, uh, which is named after a Greek god of some sort, um, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, it's the one of darkness or something. It's it's the, if you've played Hades, you know who Nix is. Um, and if you haven't, go play Hades. So <laughs> the uh, Tom, the can I like the... can I interrupt you real quick? Yes. Just you explain what Nix is. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. So Nix NYX is an organization founded by the Japanese government in order to protect the real world from the digital from digital world threats, and that's led by Yamaki uh, and then the other Tamers are sort of part of that. I thought you were going to explain who the Greek god Nyx is, but okay. <laughs> Why would Thank I... Ex- I was going to... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I thought you wanted to add some tidbit in there. It would have no, been I'm, I'm, I just wanted to explain the organization. My my bad. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It breaks up the voices anyway, because I've been talking about it, so I don't mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nyx is like the successor to, to Hypnos. And so... Henry is in charge of it now. Like he's kind of taken over, or or uh, Chang Lang. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Jing. Jang Lang. Is that his name? Jang Lang. Jang Lang. Okay, I'm not going to try it again. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Okay, thank you. Um, the so Henry Silver as the head of uh, of Nix and like Yamaki, who was previously involved, he's stepped away, and 
uh, we're not sure where he's gone. Anyway, they're still trying to sort of figure out, okay, where the hell is, you know, where the hell is Renamon? Where she gone to? And obviously they're still thinking about Takato as well. The real Takato, not the one who's 14 years old. They pulled out of nowhere. Um, Calamon comes back. So Calamon's here. Um, and, you know, she's like, uh, oh, Calamon is around. Um, and then Impmon's here as well. And... Yeah, so Imman's there as well. They're kind of just chatting and shooting the shit. It's kind of like they they themed it around the notion of just having these actors back on stage and that being really fun and nostalgic and so on. And they're not really having any sort of concrete conversations. They're just sort of reminiscing over things that happened in the original show and also that happened as part of the 2018 audio drama um, and sort of the consequences of that. And so Jerry, sorry, not Jerry. Uh, so Rika, Henry, Terry Imman, um, I believe Gilmon is there as well. They are sort of shooting the shit in the mix, and then Yamaki bursts in. And Yamaki is like, Holy shit, guys! Okay, so I found this YouTube channel called InfoWars, right? And there's this guy in it who's just talking about all this crazy shit. Okay, he doesn't do that, but he might as well do. He comes in <laughs> and starts talking about, What are you guys doing? We need to fight the real threat that is threatening all of. The world and the digital world right now and they're kind of just like what are you talking about and he's like it's a new threat it's just casting a dark shadow over all of humanity uh you know restricting people's freedoms blah 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 political correctness and he actually names it he actually names the threat political correctness and this is in english in in english this is this is not ambiguous this is not a mistranslation yeah. it is political yes. correctness in english this is the worst stun name of all time, put it that way. So he is ranting about political correctness, uh, and they are, for what it's worth, they're all very confused. They're like, uh, what? There's a hilarious line, and I'm hilarious for the wrong reasons, but there's a hilarious line where um, I believe it's Henry who's saying, oh, you must be talking about the paradox of tolerance. Uh, and then he's like, well, what's that got to do with us? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just like wait, he does not bring that up. I, you're you're well, kidding okay. me. He does no, not he, bring no, up. He fully does, and it's he does. like he does. by name the the paradox of tolerance. I'm literally about to flip my desk right now. Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't in English for what it's worth. That is, he's not like that is not a named thing. He's just talking about it in like a general context. But anyway, he they're very confused. Um, but then, as it turns out, no, Yamaki's ranting was completely correct. There is a new villain in the form of like an abstract entity, uh, different from the D Reaper or the or the Malice Bart, where that was more of like a known quantity. This is political correctness, um, and it's about to unleash its ultimate attack called Council Culture. Oh God, kill me now! Strike me down where I stand. <sighs> so. Yeah, so that's right, the thing. So I hope you just leave happens. all of our heavy sighs in this because I think oh. nothing better communicates our our feelings towards this than just no. I trust size. me. This is all this is all going in. Let me wrap this up. So the 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 there's other there's other things happen in this as well. Um, Impmon sort of like tries to bury the hatchet with Jerry, over you know, killing her partner. We should probably put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode, by the way, because it's difficult not to talk about the other events and teamers we haven't covered yet in the main in the main episodes. Anyway. So yeah, he's trying to like apologize for killing um Liamon. And um Jerry is okay with it for some reason. So, you know, 
fair enough. I suppose it has been a long time. It's kind of weird that Imran hasn't apologised in that time frame. But I guess you when would, you, you don't think that the thing he tries to do at frame. the end of Tamers would be apology enough, but I, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Alas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very stilted. Much like everything in this is very stilted. So all the Digimon get ready to like you know bloody digivolve and so on and you know go kick some ass. Uh, Joey actually has a digivice. She actually borrows she borrows someone else's digi. Oh no, she borrows someone's smartphone and she's able to use that somehow to digivolve Impmon. We just covered an episode in the main series where everyone passed Jerry their digivices and she wasn't able to do anything with Leomon. But yet she can just do this shit with Impmon for some reason. Like You think that Kanaka cares about his okay? own continuity when there's cancel culture to be fighting? Look, we'll get to that, yeah. But 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 yes, I think that's 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 definitely the path we're going to be taking with our discussion. So, and that's the thing. Then it just sort of ends. There's no actual concrete ending to this thing. They don't defeat cancel culture. They don't defeat. Well, it, it, it ends with Switch, Gilmon you know, making a be. vocal cameo because they had to drive drag Masako Nozawa into this. They couldn't leave this sweet old woman alone. <laughs> yes. So yes, they they have Gilmon. Was cancel culture to Kachomon? It is left is left unclear as to what happens, and maybe that's the point. Maybe it's like, will we as a society defeat cancel culture or whatever? Which, you know, slow insert a toilet flushing noise here, please. Oh brother, um, this guy so stinks! and it ends with a uh, performance. No, I'm gonna of, I, you know what um, I'm gonna actually insert. Yeah, yeah, you stink <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, it ends with a performance of one of the songs. I can't remember which one exactly. I don't think it's Biggest Streamer. They do they do play the full OP like on a screen with the music and everything before it actually starts and there's also a weird rant by i think it's supposed to be kanaka who is like talking about how he pitched a digimon tamers 2020 to toei and it seems like it got somewhere down the road before getting cancelled that would be bigger news if i suddenly didn't give a shit anymore about <laughs> the show as like an ongoing thing so um so yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what happened. Anyway, it got fan-subbed a few days later, and the, the fan-subbers were very adamant that this had... Um, it was a very heavy-handed warning about it having far-right conspiracy theories within it. Yeah, we'll it's like that, the, you know, the um, Dats and the Monster Makers do not endorse the opinions <laughs> espoused in this special. Yeah, there's some... I woke up very confused when that happened, yeah. and I remember asking you both, why are in-character groups, like, disavowing uh, right-wing <laughs> rhetoric? Which, I mean, yeah. good that they are, but... It's 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 a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, we'll get to the, some of the reaction to that. But I firstly just want to get your thoughts on, you know... So, Sloane, you didn't watch it, but you saw some of the screen caps floating around. What was your, like, initial reaction to some of the things you were seeing? Over the, you know, that general confusion you've just mentioned. I... I woke up and I got a bunch of Twitter or not Twitter, uh, Discord messages from like you both and like I think a few other people that were like, "Hey, so uh, like this happened," and I watched it, and then I was like, "This is kind of weird." And then I turned like the sound on on my phone and I heard the political correctness is now activating cancel culture. And I kid you not, I turned my like I turned my phone screen off, I put it down, and I just like laid back down for thirty more minutes. Yeah. I was just instantly exhausted that day. I think we should make it clear, like, at this point, we're not trying to, like, cancel Chiaki Kanaka. I don't think any of us are, like, 
angry over this. We're just kind of like ashamed of him. <laughs> like it, it just feels sad. It's like I just think it, I think I think it's really stupid. It it is really stupid, but like it's it's stupid in a way yeah. that like you know, like we said before, he's not being racist. He's not being like you know he's not a sex pervert or whatever. He's just a really stupid old man. Yeah, and, he got hit by sure. boomer brain. Yeah, and like I'm I'm fortunate in that I've never had to deal with any of my loved ones getting sucked into like a cult like QAnon or Trutherism or whatever. Um, so this is like the closest experience I've had to that is watching the creator of a one of my you know all time favorite um pieces of media just descend into nonsensical like alt right quackery. Yeah, and like don't 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 get it twisted like this is alt right ideology like some of the stuff that he's espousing here is is very much in line with you know the american far right uh especially in their their fringe like conspiracy groups yeah yeah so i want to talk a bit about the context in purely in the context of the material of this state of this radio play yeah the only things that he really brings up here are the notion of a cancel culture and of uh, and of political credits being by any means a bad or good thing you know it's i don't believe it's either i don't i don't think it has value in that sense it's just something that exists um and changes over time and so on and i don't think a cancel culture exists um for what okay so i I think it's probably best that we sort of put our our positions to this stuff front and center for everyone on the listening to understand rather than just take it for granted that everyone's on the same page as us you know i know we don't have a an enormous audience, but I think we've got a big enough one where there may be some people who aren't necessarily following on us on Twitter or have encountered much of our political opinions. Although I feel like this should probably have clued in a bit by now <laughs> where we stand. We've on said one three one two enough that I feel like people should know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If people, if people didn't get the should. idea from our episode that our two episodes that ended uh, started with like two minute impassioned speeches to support various progressive causes, that I like, I don't, I don't know why you're still here. That's true. That is true. But nonetheless, I just want to put it out there. That's why I find No, it's completely understandable, and I think it is necessary, yeah. Yeah, so it's a general argument that the notion of cancel culture is like, if you present any, you know, if if you're out there presenting an idea, or just making a thing, or whatever, and people find it, for whatever reason, offensive, or they find it, you know, lacking in taste, or, you know, insensitive, whatever, then you're going to be shut down. It's a, and when I say shut down, I mean like deplatformed. I mean, you know, you get banned on Twitter, which is the worst thing that can ever happen to some people. Sounds like it's probably a good thing overall for most people, but never mind. Um, and it's this notion of just like, I can't put ideas out there because I'm going to be shut down by a bunch of people who just want to tell me to shut up and. Blah, blah, blah. Generally, what actually happens in these circumstances, and this is happening here, or has happened here with Kanaka, is that if you put an idea out there that is can be critiqued with relative ease, or even even sometimes if it's difficult to critique exactly, but the, the critique is there nonetheless, then you have two choices. You can either accept the critique and understand it and come to terms with it, or you can just sort of bury your head in the sand and be like, I don't want to engage with this whatsoever. And number two has recently like evolved a bit um, to incorporate a new factor where you can just say, oh, these people bringing this critique to me are actually the bad guys. And it's just it's just this completely pathetic like sense of 
oh, you can't have any discussion whatsoever um, because you're mean to me or whatever, because that's nasty. Yeah, if you're having a discussion with me about my bad views, then you're cancelling me automatically, so... Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're if you're bra- brave enough, that's not the right word. If you're convinced enough, as it were, or you're certain enough of your beliefs or your opinions on things to put them out there into the world, if you can have enough backbone to do that, you can have enough backbone to listen to some people's like takes on it. And I don't want to say opinions because there are some things out there like someone's upset by the things that you're saying. That's the truth of the matter. You know, most likely they're not exaggerating how they feel about that. So you should approach that with some sense of like, you know, um, benefit the doubt. That's not that's not the right phrase. But like you should you should there should be some element of trust there. And if there isn't, if there isn't um, sincerity behind it, then honestly you should probably have to figure that out very quickly unless you're very gullible or naive. Like it's not hard to figure out when people are just BSing or you know, BSing their wokeness or whatever, you know, it's not really not hard to figure this stuff out, and there's a very small minority of people who do anything like that, so, yeah, I just, I just don't buy it at all, um, we'll get to a bit more why this is patently absurd in what Kanako is talking about here, and when he talks about people's opinions being shut down or whatever, the actual people that he's referring to, we'll talk a bit more about, a bit more of that later, but just given the body of this play, the notion of like there being anything like a cancel culture is ridiculous. We see far more of I see I see that phrase being thrown around far more than I do actual that in action, that thing they're referring to in action, that backlash which overwhelms and so on. Generally it's because someone said something that would in any other time in society, in recent past, would get them in deep shit anyway. <laughs> so What's changed, really? Nothing, except for the amount of crying babies about it. Anyway, that's my take on it. The the fact of the matter is, at least let's look at it in uh, Canox's experience. He was going to make uh, Digimon Tamers 2020, but it was passed on. And part of the reasons, I'm sure, are regards to voice actors and voice actresses who they don't want to replace. Uh, Renamon's voice actress retired from voice acting and in Japanese culture you rarely replace uh VAs like that is just a thing that I feel like most people would slash should know about if they're like tuned into this sort of thing so I'm sure like that is a part of the reason or maybe that they were already enough along into development of uh ghost game or maybe they just know that Tamers wasn't as big of a hit uh in Japan as it was in the West or something. I don't I don't know for sure. But they it's not like he is being outright like denied work ever again. Like he can still do stuff. He still had the opportunity to have his whack uh radio play uh aired at Digifest. So it's it, he is not being like deplatformed. He still has Twitter accounts. He still has blogs. He is not like being wiped off the face of the internet. So it is a ridiculous notion to think that he is being in any way cancelled, and I'm using the biggest air quotes imaginable <laughs> with that because it's just not real. That's not real. That's not a thing. Yeah, every single person that people claim of has been a victim of cancel culture has just bounced back no problem. Like, I remember it, it first became really popular with Louis C.K. 
Um, and that dude's already touring again. Like it didn't, it didn't even last five years for him. Like he he already is Ooh. making tons of money with his his comedy career again. Well, you know, uh, it's really unfair because Scarlett Johansson, who has attempted to portray, who has per- portrayed uh, Asian women and has attempted to portray trans men in movies, she is completely gone from 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 cinema completely. She hasn't been around in like eight years. So it's, <laughs> it's the you were, you problem were about is the first huge. Time, Sloan. You were right the first time when you said attempted to. Attempted to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I wasn't sure like what to use, but. No, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, It's not like she just had a movie come out or anything. So, I mean, like, she's just been gone. Like, they, Disney just straight up erased her from existence, like, because they canceled her. Like, didn't you know that? Well, they're about to when uh, (laughs) when this court case goes (laughs) forward. When that court case is done. Yeah. God. Um, Louis C.K. is an example that hits particularly hard for me because that, like, so I saw him in in um, in I was going to say in concert. Then you know he he played a gig at the <laughs> O2 in um, in um, London in twenty thirteen. I want to say twenty twelve, maybe one one of those years. Anyway, uh, and I was I, I was a fan. There was a lot of people who were fans of him back then, so I went to see him, and it was pretty funny, you know. And then that stuff came out, and I was just like, ugh, ugh. God, and I sort of regretted doing that, but I didn't really like you know dwell on it too much. I just thought, well, that fucking sucks, and he should never work again. And sure enough, when it started to come out that he was working again, I was like, what the hell is this? But it just keeps going. Uh, Chris Brown still has a music career, like a really successful one, you know. Roman Polanski, <laughs> you know, there are countless examples of people who have done far, far, immeasurably worse stuff. Than anything Kanaka has done here, just by doing some silly stuff about cancer culture, and and the worst stuff he's done on his blog, I guess. But nothing, it completely pales in comparison to some of the people who have done actual crimes and horrendous assault and all kinds of things, and are still out there, you know, living the good life. So, park that fucking cancer culture bullshit, and you know, get just. Get rid of it. Yeah, I'm like, not interested. This this will not materially affect his career. Unfortunately, it might actually get get him more fans they didn't have before. Probably Tom, on the Louis yeah. C.K. And day. Have worth. you ever tried to rewatch uh, Parks and Rec past that point? Because I didn't. Woof, that was rough. Yeah, I mean, to to be entirely fair, Parks and Rec is the same show that also, you know, As he said, considers sorry. Condoleezza <laughs> Rice to be a hashtag girl boss, even though she was complicit in war crimes in the <laughs> Afghanistan War. I mean, that's exactly why yeah. she's the hashtag girl boss, if you think about it. Well, <laughs> I don't mean so. that in a positive way, listener. I, I'm sure my yes. tone made it clear, but I just need to make it clear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of things you can look back on and feel bad about it. But, like, I'm not thinking about Tamers now in a negative light. I will continue to watch it. No. Yeah, I, and it helps that these are works. In, in my opinion... Just looking at Kanaka's output output from this period, when he made Serial Experiments Lane, and then Digimon Tamers, and then The Big O, these are all extremely progressive works with very empathetic and uplifting themes to it. The the Kanaka that made these 20 years ago is a different person from the Kanaka who exists nowadays. And it's possible to enjoy these works without financially supporting Kanaka because, you know, he doesn't get residuals from this. He's not like, He ain't getting my money from Hulu. Yeah, he's not still getting paid for for watching this. So like, there it's not like a J.K. Rowling situation where it's physically yeah. impossible to enjoy the media because the creator's yeah. current views are so intertwined in it, and you can't 
consume it without financially supporting them. It's like, no, this, you know, this guy is a different person from the guy who wrote Tamers. And it's very possible to still enjoy Tamers without supporting this, you know, weirdo yeah. boomer uh, conspiracy. I, I was uh, just about to bring that up. Yeah. The, the thing with Digimon Tamers is that, like, none of those personal ideologies are in this. It's not like Yamaki in episode 14 was like, Oh no, Juggernaut opened a hole to political correctness. Uh Riley, uh you gotta <laughs> you gotta seal that up and then you have to make me dinner type of thing. Like That's the thing that yeah. particularly I'm particularly ins- like insulted by when it comes to this the actual play itself. Because can Digimon Tamers, for what it is, which again I keep saying keep going back to this and it continues to be true. This was a TV show in such a younger audience about a children's card game. Like, the, you know, this is all the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series memes about it, you know, car games on motorcycles and all that stuff, you know. Tamers <laughs> almost brings that, like, weird juxtaposition to its extreme just through its themes and, like, tone and, more importantly, its subtlety alone. Like, it is a fairly subtle, understated show for what it is, for the format it's playing in and the audience it's playing too. So, you know, it's so insulting to then have something 20 years later especially something that is well, pretty much speaking to a lot of an older audience it's speaking directly to the same audience that grew up after watching tamers and have that it just has that thing be like i keep saying this it feels like something that he wrote on the back of like on the back of like a, like a leaflet or something while he was on his way to the Digifest, he wrote venue. he wrote on a napkin on his on the on the taxi yeah. ride over to, to Digifest. Exactly, that is exactly what it feels like. It feels so, I don't know. Maybe he had some like grander thing figured out, and he just couldn't think of anything, and he was just pissed off, and he thought, "Oh, I know, I'll just write this about cancel culture and whatever." Like maybe whatever he would have wrote with more subtlety or whatever would have still had these themes that he wanted to address. And honestly, I probably would have liked that even less because. If he was able to mask some of that stuff in like a otherwise good story, that would really drag the whole thing down for me. Um, but like this is just insulting, <laughs> like to just everyone involved, especially the voice actors and so on that have come back to do this. Imagine getting up on script stage again, and rather than having to like you know have some fun with your powers, or maybe they did still have their funds. I don't want to put words in there. I don't want to put words in their mouth. Apparently, that's Kanaka's job to do. Um, <laughs> hashtag got em. It, They got up on stage to read, and I, I've said this, I've seen this called as much on Twitter a million times, but it's the perfect description. It's a Facebook boomerang. That is what it is. This is someone in the comments section talking about how, you know, a cop got sent to, actually got arrested or something for once for shooting someone and, and someone's like PC culture's taking us all down it's taking real hard working people away you know it's just it's just that bunch of shit like that's just generally what it feels like somehow it's even less substance than that because it's not even it's not even aiming its shots at anything in particular it's just purely in the abstract so oh, I could go on all day about how much this fucking pisses me off because it's just really sort of oh yeah i'm done i'm done for now i need to recharge the, so. the thing that <laughs> sucks is that yeah. like i know i said before i know you've gone over it but digimon is like very inherently like a a series about like your care for others your partners your friends the kindness and the friendship 
And these ideas just fly directly in the face of that. And especially in uh, Tamers, as we'll see, like, those ideas of, like, caring for one another, like, in the back half, like, those will become even more apparent than they are now. So seeing this type of thing yeah. where these ideals are very much uh, just straight up uh, do not do not work with the, the general um, feeling and warmth that... Digimon themes generally have like it really sucks it absolutely just absolutely stinks and honestly I think that's that's why I say that the Kanaka who made Tamers is a different Kanaka from the one who wrote this radio play because the Kanaka who made Tamers said gender is a construct and doesn't actually exist that's not the same person who would write a rant about political correctness is destroying society like those are incompatible views you can't believe both of those at the same time yeah but this is why I think this is why I keep coming coming back to the fact that he just seems really he does not seem like a smart person. Maybe he was once upon a time, but he definitely isn't now. Yeah, like, and I think the that's, that he that's the tra- that, that's that the out. tragedy of this, isn't it? He was literally brain poisoned. Like, yeah, he at one point he was an intelligent, you know, insightful writer who had his finger on the pulse of uh, internet culture and was able to kind of like write insightful commentary about where you know where internet uh, culture and the connections it provides can take us and at some point probably within the last like two or three years if we're being real he just slowly got warped by no it was he got into uh 9-11 trutherism in like 2010 so okay so okay so this, this was this was a long time coming then but... this was a long time coming yeah so the, within the last decade within the last decade he's he's just like slowly got like more and more distorted until you know now he's an unrecognizable shell of his former self his career really sort of didn't go much of anywhere after tamers i feel like like serial experiments lane is still like his most iconic work i would say um well not iconic but like most well-known i suppose iconic would be digimon tamers but the the fact of the matter is is that you know lane tamers big o you know, he's, it's not like he's done nothing since then, but that sort of turn of the century point in his career was definitely the highlight of it and the peak of it. And I just figure out it's probably no coincidence that he hasn't had much work to do because I feel like either he's just got some bad breaks and as a result of that, he's felt more sort of isolated or whatever. I don't want to like psychoanalyze the guy because frankly, that I'm not qualified it's to not do that time. Also, it's none of my business yeah it's also just kind of rude but it's it's for what it's worth it's easy to look at these things and go okay there's clearly a picture here and i'm not surprised that this guy maybe went down a road which would have explained would have offered some solutions to why he wasn't doing as well as he was before you know it's like i'm not the one who's you know i'm not at fault here it's the council culture or whatever or no it's the children who are wrong it doesn't explain some of the other stuff either like about fucking trutherism so so yeah um i think it's just it's just weird i honestly feel like this is this is a case of like if you gaze too long into the abyss the abyss gazes back at you <laughs> sure he got well, too much bloodborne insight and it just absolutely <laughs> ruined everything because like this is this is someone who as evidenced by his his website which i've been you know reading um for all the like for all the, these tamer tamers retrospectives i've read a, read a lot of his yeah. insights circa 2005 so before he got brain poisoned 
They're talking about like yeah. the amount of research he did with the internet and talking about how like no other show has really understood the internet and, and its intricacies and how it can bring people together or it can tear people apart and that kind of stuff. So yeah. like this dude was pretty well informed to an extent. And at some point that like he just fell too deep in the hole. He he peered too deeply into into the abyss of the internet and it wormed his way into yes. his brain. <laughs> that's that's my perspective on it. It's it's also a thing of just like so I, I agree that there's 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 no way you can like both feel gender is a construct and also feel that like political correctness is a is a demon or whatever. Although I, I think that would be a very sort of bizarre perspective to have that would fall apart should fall apart very quickly. But there is a lot of through lines between thinking about the like the power of the internet and the you know the way it broadens communication and, and enhances it and so on, and getting to the idea of placing a lot of value in diversity of thoughts or whatever and and feeling miffed it when you see that being repulsed but it's just the sense of like and it's so bizarre that he brought up the paradox of tolerance in the play because the paradox of tolerance the notion is basically that there is paradox when it comes to tolerance because if you tolerate everything eventually you're going to tolerate people who do not value that same sense of tolerance that you do it's basically the notion of we shouldn't punch Nazis because that's not mean and that's not very nice. We should be welcoming to all of them. It's like, you know, the paradox of tolerance is that you basically need to be tolerant to everyone except people who oppose tolerance. Like, you can't yeah. be tolerant to literally and everyone. You, and then you can punch some point, those people. Yeah, you can't be tolerant to literally everyone because at some point you won't get to be tolerant to many people at all, like, except for a set few. Like, that's the paradox there. I don't think, based on this play, I don't think Kanaka understands what the paradox is because it's just he's just basically talking about the notion it's like he brings it up weirdly because like yamaki's ranting about um you know political correctness and like it's it's basically a chain on society and all that and yeah and, and then henry brings it up as like what he's what he's talking about there but he's i think he's approaching it more from the sense of like you know we have to be tolerant to everyone even if it doesn't make any sense to be tolerant to some people which i just like no i think the paradox exists as a means of alerting you to the fact that the tolerant can't be tolerant 100 percent of the time because it just doesn't work uh, and you have to just accept that the paradox is a thing you have to it's like you have to accept that you can't divide 10 equally into three parts you know and by the same and the same virtue you have to accept that you can't be tolerant of literally everybody but you can still call yourself tolerant overall you know so anyway, it's just it's and just weird that he just, brings it up. Like having having Henry of all characters say that Henry, like the the most you know, yeah, arguably the most empathetic and emotionally intelligent member of the trio, say that line really hurt me for some yeah. reason. Like it feels like over the course of twenty years, even these characters have been twisted into unrecognizable states. Like now they're just mouthpieces for this, you know. Yeah. Um, conspiracy-addled man who, you know, wants to use this children's cartoon to disseminate his potentially harmful um, conspiracy theories. Yeah, and let's not forget, look at the racism that uh, John Yu faced in recent episodes from uh, Yamaki's Goon. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Yeah, like it, it just yeah, feels you know, like Henry would be like, no, actually, that's really that's cool. I don't, re- I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be tolerant of the fact that you're racist to my dad. 
it, it feels like at some at some point Kanaka was barred from an online community of some sort and someone brought up the paradox of tolerance and that stood in his brain ever since. Like, that's the only explanation I can think of for this, why someone would include these specific lines and call out what's generally considered to be a pretty agreeable and applicable idea for online discourse. Yeah. It's just strange. Why wasn't this just like a slice of life thing? Look, I guess what, I guess, I guess where I sort of draw the line in terms of, in terms of how can Aqua approach this thing is even if he does have these values or whatever I feel it is probably professional so to speak to make this something that is keenly aware of what it should be it should just be like a celebration for the fans commemorating the 20th anniversary of the show and for what it's worth it does tick those boxes in a sense like it isn't disrespectful to the previous radio drama which I've not, I've not listened to it I've not read it. It doesn't sound very good. I'll probably have to check it out at some point just for sake of completeness. But it doesn't, as far as I'm aware, touch on the same topics that this is doing. You know? And I also don't mind that he, if he were to bring any sort of like political statement or whatever into this. But it's just the fact... I can't even respect that it's... Well, respect's not the right word, but it's not well made. And... It's lazy. Yeah, there's, there's definitely no craftsman, craftsmanship behind it. It's just yeah, hollow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that sucks. It just sucks on every level, and I'm disappointed in in Kanaka for bringing this to the task that he was assigned with. It gives off a sense that he thinks Digimon Tamers is entirely his baby, which no, it's not. It's a team effort. It's an anime production. It's not a one man band. Um, if you were to do this with like some sort of weird follow-up to Serial Experiments Lane or something, that might be a bit more understandable. But it still have the same problem, so it's still it still be similarly egotistical. So, so yeah, my opinion's just gone way down, <laughs> and and we haven't even discussed some of the some of the worst things <laughs> that have surfaced. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the, for uh, for your reference on um, like it's not entirely his baby. Like I'm, I don't have the name offhand. But, like, uh, the stuff that was done with, like, Impmon, that was entirely someone else. Like, that was someone else who handled, like, the core of Impmon's, like, uh, core story arc. It was in Konaka. So, like... Yeah. And now Impmon's here to rally them to battle against political correctness. <laughs> I think, like, the, the, the part that shocked me the most, though, is that this, this was news to me. Like, I... I didn't. I didn't see this coming. I was totally blindsided. Waking up on you know the morning of you know, August second and and seeing all this all this stuff on my on my Twitter timeline, seeing like Chucky Kanaka trend on Twitter because of how baffled people was by people were by this revelation. Like it wasn't just me. Tons of people were pouring out, being like, "Excuse me, what happened? What did he do?" So but, the Twitter. The Sorry, I was just going to mention like the catalyst that kicked this all off on Twitter was that this was actually fan subbed a few days after the event by an old Digimon Tamers fan sub group, which had basically rebranded. I think they yeah. intended to fan sub whatever this was going to be. Um, yeah, because they... the, the thing about Kanaka is he has most of his writing and blogging in Japanese. So the only yeah, way that we can get access to this stuff 
is if people willingly translate it for us. And or if or if we go through machine translation, which isn't always helpful. Uh, yeah, well, infamously yeah. a destructor of nuance and meaning. <laughs> well, good news. So like it's <laughs> there's not much of that here. <laughs> yeah. So it's this became a problem because it turned out this wasn't new. This wasn't something that these beliefs weren't something that he just started espousing in this radio play. Even though the majority of people, including people who are following the fan translations of his blogs, you know, looking back on Tamers, um, were surprised by this. And the reason for that is because the most well-known translators of, of his his work and his information were willingly suppressing this information because... According to people who actually do speak the language, these translators were afraid that they would be "quote unquote" canceling him just by showing translating his insane views on, you know, nine eleven trutherism and COVID nineteen denial and whatever. Like this is something that he's been going on about in his blog for months and months and months, and he has been foreshadowing putting this stuff into a radio play for ages. Yeah, like as far back as last year, he said that he wants to. He wants to use "quote unquote" a cartoon from twenty years ago to deliver to be a delivery device for his for his newfound beliefs and ideals. And you know, blogs as recently as this year, he talked about um, liking a very infamously, you know, venomous alt right YouTuber whose account got suspended because they were so their their rhetoric was so violent. And he talks about oh, idolizing just... this person. Are we just going to get into this then? Like, I just I think this is important to get that, into now. Like, is yeah, 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 it's fine. I mean, we sort of the saying, notion saying that this this, this wasn't new. There were people, there were people who knew about this ages ago and made the active, conscious decision to sweep this under the, under the rug and gatekeep this information from the English speaking community just so that they could protect Kanaka's reputation. But unfortunately for them, it's kind of hard to sweep um, political correctness as activating cancel culture in English <laughs> under the rug. <laughs> So the, I did. So I followed some new people as a result of all this, and on t- on Twitter, and you know, people that I think some a couple of the people who directly worked on like the fan subs or or and or translating some of these blogs. And you know, firstly, thank you for doing that work. It's good to know. It's good to be able to actually watch this firsthand and see for myself what it is. And obviously, I trust their judgment in terms of the translations because I I can't speak a lick of the Japanese, uh, a lick of Japanese. So you know. That's fine. Um, when it comes to the notion of suppressing it, the understanding of what I saw from some comments was generally a sense of we didn't want to touch this because it was yeah because of the, of potential backlash from from in unsavory types, which you know I can understand that perspective. In this example, you're talking about the blog of some old crank who wrote a show 20 years ago. I don't think it's reach. I mean, look, I'm not saying that there's like a instance where someone espousing trutherism and and conspiracy theories shouldn't be told to shut the fuck up. There's always a good opportunity to do that. But I understand if someone's say, look, this isn't worth the effort. I'm not necessarily saying that that's like the an entirely moral decision or whatever. But you know, I can I can I can I can understand it. At least at this point, I don't know. those I've... same people have seen like this is hard to come back from. Yeah, I just feel like my personal opinion is that if you're if you're translating this information and you willingly omit stuff that you know is going to be, you know, controversial despite it being potentially irrelevant to the community you're translating for, I think that's irresponsible. I'm not saying you have to 
I'm not saying oh, yeah. you have if to be like, yeah. oh, you know, look at this, look at this crack job, go cancel him or whatever. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think that people had knowledge of this way long ago, like as far as last year or even earlier, and didn't say anything about it until it became unavoidable, until it became impossible to ignore. Yeah, I agree that if you're translating any of this at all, it's all or nothing. Like, you can't admit parts because that's what people fucking complain about when it comes to censorship in games or anime or whatever. It's like, admitting, you know, that wasn't in the original script or whatever. And it's like, well, you can't leave things what out. What happened to the, the vagina bones? It's kind of like doing... Yeah, it's like you can't do the inverse of that, you know. Um, you can't leave things out just because you find them unsavory or whatever. If you're going to translate his words, translate the whole thing. But if there were people that just decided not to bother touching that at all because of what it what it included, or or maybe people that backed off because they saw it happening more often, then I can kind of understand that. But yeah, I agree. There's, it, it's not an entirely you know courageous decision by any means whatsoever. But yeah, like, I've, I've just been reading some some blog posts from people who were responsibly translating this stuff, and like even people who were honestly and and you know earnestly letting people know yeah. that he was a conspiracy nut job as as, as uh, like as far back as last year were having their their own posts suppressed by these more popular groups because sure. they didn't want you know this stuff to get out and that's that's so creepy to me like that almost seems like a conspiracy in and of itself that there were <laughs> you know ab- bad faith actors in the community that's the abstract form the abstract digital entity is shutting down a bit it's shutting down conversation or whatever right it's that yeah um, and like it's it's, it's, it's so fear, frustrating I like i i i wish i'd known this earlier because I, I you know i look back at the number of times we've praised kanaka's writing and whatever and like you know we still stand by that because the, his writing at the time bad. was very good but like yeah. i probably would have phrased it differently if i had known this last year i probably would have you know put his name on put his name on my tongue less if, if i had known about this last year so the fact that people did know and made a conscious effort to stop that information from getting out is like cartoonishly evil to me <laughs> like there's something very strangely it's very selfish it's very selfish. insidious like, about it, that it, yeah it, it's like it's clearly someone looking at okay our fandom is quite small and you know we don't we're not pokemon put it that way and it's just being like well so let's not make it get any worse then that's what that sounds like to me it's just like yeah. we don't need any more controversy and for what it's worth the digimon there's been some weird what right wing like associations with digimon in the past already like it was that fucking post by milo of all people talk about cancel culture not working by the way um wait what <laughs> there, was, there, was that post, there was like him he wrote a post for like bright bar or something saying like here's why digimon was always better than pokemon and it was like Hang on, isn't this the same place that has a black crime column or whatever? Like, you can't and, just uh, write the incel corner. I <laughs> sure, y'all. Yeah. I need to take a nap. Can you both handle this like on your own for the rest of the recording? Because I, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hearing be that just has me done. You knew what this episode would be. <laughs> like you didn't think. No, you I, would see in the I didn't expect to hear uh, Milo talking about Digimon on Breitbart. That was not on my bingo card. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just think I totally agree with what you're saying, though. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's extremely selfish. It's profoundly selfish that there were people in the community who were trusted and you know even respected, and they went out of their way to 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 suppress this so that they could maintain the reputation of an old man who obviously deserves no respect from anyone. Yeah, old fool doesn't need any listening to. 
It's like, and that just brings me back to what I was saying before, is that I don't, I don't think that, like, none of us are setting out to, like, cancel him or whatever. We're just disappointed. We're just extremely disappointed and... I think a bit embarrassed <laughs> by this. Like yeah, I, at least I'm very I can tell you, I personally felt some secondhand shame watching this, just feeling like all these actors on stage having to read this. He had to write this, you know, someone from, from Toei had to approve this. And I'm embarrassed for all of them <laughs> on all of their behalfs. Toei give uh, the Nova cast their own stage play at Digifest 2022 to make up for this. Thanks. <laughs> no, do not, do not make Mimi and Joe. I was gonna make the joke about like Mimi as like a first responder, <laughs> like the she she's the one who who, oh, no. who no, managed stop. to get the plane like into the Hudson safely. <laughs> she's the new you. Captain Sully Sullenberger. Oh no, God. Um, what was I gonna say? Yes. Yeah, so um, so yeah, just to just to like go back to like some of the blog posts that Kanaku's done in the past. There, he mentioned there's been stuff he's done in the past talking about like how it's. He masks a lot of this stuff in logic, which is really annoying. Like, he talks about how it's logical to presume, you know, there might be more going on with COVID or more going on with 9-11. How do we keep coming back to fucking 9-11 on this podcast? I swear to God. I I didn't think we would get a wilder bit than Mimi was the first responder at the uh, 9-11 incident, but... Yeah, that's the thing. This is somehow, this is now the most, like tasteless thing that has happened in in the Digimon media and yet it still somehow indirectly involves 9-11 anyway um, so he like spoke about this but he I speaks a lot phrase, about I, I saw the phrase COVID-9-11 on his blog and I, I pressed my face into my desk until it left an imprint Pyrosphere can't melt steel beams I think to, Tom you, you summed this up the best by saying our reaction to this are yours is like bafflement and 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 um anger Sloan's is like you know rejection and just I'm gonna go back to sleep and mine's just profound sadness <laughs> just no like, Tom's I, is Jay Jonah Jameson laughing <laughs> yeah that's what that's what I originally said I think it's sort of morphed a bit now into I'm the, I'm the dude looking into the window with the Sikos t-shirt on like that that kind of feels like my <laughs> okay just no wa- i found just, out th- just I watching found this all thing. unfold so scrafty is david Tennant uh in the rain like sad yes uh yeah. tom is j jonas jameson laughing i'm luke skywalker learning about his dad but i'm also <laughs> the picture of dewey from malcolm in the middle saying i expect nothing and i'm still let down <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. has been the energy since last week yeah it's yeah our our brains were kind of scrambled by by this revelation. It threw us for a loop. Yeah. I'm honestly glad we took some time to sort of like, you know, obviously we're waiting for his response, which I'll, uh, I think I'll read yeah. out in a second it's, if it's uh, okay with everyone. Yeah, let's, like, let's, yeah, get, let's, to let's, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Because we were, going to re- we were going to record this last Wednesday. Um, originally we had it all set up for that. But then midway through Wednesday, we got an announcement. And that announcement was that Mr. Kanaka himself was going to make an official statement about everything that went down at that stage play or that radio show um, on August 9th, 2021, which is our August 8th. So it was yesterday as of time of recording for us. Um, so we knew that we, if we published this episode without hearing that response, we would never forgive ourselves. So we, we pushed it back a little bit until today until we, <laughs> so we could get our, our read on um, this new post. So Tom, do you want to read out that, that new post? 
yeah, so it's it's very long. So I'll, I will admit some stuff which isn't necessarily like too relevant, but I want to I, I do have it in front of me, so I will read some of it out. Now I want to start off by mentioning the disclaimer at the top of this. One of the initial thoughts I had, as in me, Tom, I'm still I'm not I'm not reading it out loud yet. One of the initial thoughts I had about this is that Toei should probably I, I initially said sue. I don't think they actually have much grounds to sue him over this, but the they should at least wrap him on the knuckles, or just or just straight up say, "Yeah, you'll never you'll never come into this franchise again." I think Toei's at fault for a lot of this as well, for not like, you know, checking on his work or being aware or being you know sensitive to Kanaka's previous opinions and thoughts that he's expressed on his blog. And the fact that he literally said, "I'm going to talk about this shit as part of Digimon uh, Tamers," it's like they maybe should have done something about that. Whatever. Regardless, I still think they have grounds to like have you know serious beef with him going forward and i imagine they will do now that they've seen the reaction to this um anyway so this starts out with a disclaimer saying the content of the reading drama digimon tamers 2021 is entirely the responsibility of chiaki kanaka and not at all of toy animation inc or the digifest organizing committee uh also since the distribution of the show was for the japanese domestic market and is not a show that can be legitimately viewed by people outside of japan I am not inherently responsible for sorry, I'm not inherently responsible for expressing my opinions to the international community. I don't really hey, know. Hey Kanaka, that means. legitimate these nuts. I think he's just saying I'm only doing this because shit got out there and I kind of Yeah, he's, my, he, my there's hand some was like forced, weird which, there's some weird shaming going on there. It's like you people shouldn't even know about this. Yeah, which is strange. However, I know that the 2018 CD drama Digimon Tamers 2018 was shown slash heard with subtitled versions in several languages, and I knew this reading drama would eventually be known to fans around the world. Okay, so he's not clueless, he's just like saying, look, I wasn't really expecting to do this, but you forced my hand. He's not is... clueless, he's just incredibly bold, <laughs> being like, yeah, I knew this <laughs> was going to get out anyway. Yeah. Okay, so... This year's Digifest was an event that featured the 20th anniversary of the Japanese broadcast of Digimon Tamers. For me, it was a surprise and a pleasure to be treated in such a big way. For what it's worth, I agree with that. It was nice to see Tamers in the spotlight. Um, Okay, back to the quote. However, when I made the CD drama in 2018, I was convinced that I could make an official sequel called Digimon Tamers 2020 uh, and made a presentation. I think he means that pitch when he says that. Um, So made a pitch, but it was cancelled as a result. That's right, it has already been cancelled. Now, he's using cancelled in the proper text here, not in his wackadoo text. Uh, anyway, it may not matter much to overseas fans, but in Japanese animation, voice actors are as important as the screen, and Digimon Vent Tamers was very fortunate in its casting, inspiring us creators. Um, so, we talked a bit about here about some of the stuff that's already mentioned about voice actors and, and so on. You know, people who, um, you know, blah, 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 talks about um, Masako Nozawa. Even tough conditions, she had to be pre-recorded. Well, you could have just left her alone, but alright. <laughs> uh, the reading drama is literally a drama in, with a script in one's hands, so it's not usually a drama with very dynamic situations. However, I decided to include some action scenes by recreating the studio where the original Digimon Tamers was recorded every week in 2001, for the first time in 20 years. Um, yeah, and then he goes over some of the voice actors, blah blah blah. Um, so there was no other way to follow the format, but to follow the format of 2018, as in Digimon Tamers 2018, again. Therefore, 2021 is a continuation of 2018, a live version of 2018. 
Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's a really weird way of saying it's a sequel. Um, so he just talks a bit about here about, you know, it's, he did it this way to show the sort of personalities and performance of the actors. And, you know, if he would have done 2020, the sequel series that got cancelled, he would have uh, based it on the 2018 audio drama, the one with the Renamon robot. Um, okay. Also, if the new enemy is another strong Digimon or some being, the explanation will be complicated and the prelude to the drama we want to portray will be long. Basically, we didn't have enough time to, you know, do a proper big bad. That's why I abstracted the virtual enemy this time. Fair enough. Realistic elements were also depicted in the original 2001 version, such as Five Eyes and others as background. I'm guessing Five Eyes is like the girls on the chair. I'm not. Sure, I can't, I'm not quite sure what that means by that. Uh, Tim's is not set in the quote-unquote near future, but in the present day. In 2018, it was Yumaki in the second half of the original series. This time I wanted to see Yumaki in the early part of the series, right up to episode 23. So I think he's just saying he wants to see Yumaki. He was, he was a bit, you know, crazy. Like he was in the... Like he is in the point of the show that we're at in our recap. It was fun to imagine how he would... In, yeah, unhinged. Sorry, that's a better way of saying it. It was fun to imagine how he would interact with Henry, Rika, and the others as adults. Uh, Yumaki decided to leave the technocrats, I guess he means Henry, in charge of Nyx after 2018. Uh, and I assume the role of agitating for the current less critical ones. Okay, some of this a bit hasn't translated. Fantastic. Um, some of the words I used was controversial. Uh, however, I did not intend to condemn any particular person or group in this drama. This is in Japan, where all the mainstream media insist on calling a positive PCR test a confirmed infected. It's not even a case, and the numbers are piling up every day. It's been almost two years. Um, so absolutely, just straight up lies there. Like just that—that's just bald-faced conspiracy theory lies. Not not true in the slightest. Confirmed infected sounds a badass, and b like a good way to shame people into like not getting coronavirus. <laughs> so you know. Um, that doesn't seem bad. If he's saying they're like inflating the number, I mean, for what it's worth, I don't. I, okay, I've not looked into this a great deal, but like, for what I can tell from basically everything happening in Japan right now, they don't seem to be handling this whole thing very well. <laughs> like the, the government. Yeah, like, but, but if I'm anything, guessing that's not the perspective under, he's coming out. Yeah, like the the problem was that they were underreporting the numbers, and that's why there was such a sudden surge right before the Olympics. Is because right. The, the public didn't have a good perspective on how widespread the cases were. So yeah. to claim that they're over-reporting them in an attempt to make it look worse than it is, is just like, it just runs entirely contrary to what the facts actually yeah. are. If, if that's what he meant by that, then fuck him. <laughs> Frankly. Um, when the pandemic started, I stopped opening Twitter for about a year. I also stopped watching CNN slash US. I'm guessing it means CNN slash US news channels. Um, which I had subscribed to on cable to see what was really going on. Okay, so that's weird. He's already, he's already like said Japanese media not not reporting correctly. Let's see what the real news is like, and then turn on CNN. Which, I mean, CNN's you know whatever. Ah, communist news network. I've been reading what alternative. Sorry, and I've been reading what independent alternative journalists are gathering from open sources, referring to links as I go. So basically, shyhawks. Um, in my personal opinion, COVID nineteen is of course real. Thank you. I'm so glad. I wasn't sure. But finally, Jackie J Kanaka has confirmed that COVID nineteen is real. We can now continue on with handling the pandemic. 
Yeah, there, there is a real. but there, though. <laughs> Even if SARS... SARS CoV 2, I'm not sure what that means. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Okay. So, um, even if SARS CoV 2 has not has not been isolated and segregated, yes, I would. Lo- I would love to I, know what the fuck that means. Again, that is a 100% bald faced lie. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna link a news article um, right here. So this. It 100% has been isolated, has been separated. He is just lying through his teeth at this point to try to justify why he was spouting conspiracy theories before. He was caught with his hand in the cookie jar, and now he's he's embarrassed about it. Reuters himself said SARS-CoV-2 has been isolated and its complete genome has been sequenced. So that's basically saying that like vaccines actually will work. Like they they are effective because the the, the you know the virus has been studied. So when Kanaka says that, even in his, even after saying COVID is real, he's still spreading conspiracy theory um, bullcrap and basically saying yeah. that, you know, oh, you know, it's real, but we don't understand it could could be anything. Like, who knows if those vaccines are going to work? Yes, for sure. <sighs> okay, let's continue. In 2020, the number of applicants in the total job population of Japan is lower than in 2019. I don't know what that means. The number of applicants for what? So, for what it's worth, this is on his blog, and it's it's already in English. So I don't know if he wrote it in English or if he got something like do a pass and like translate it or whatever. It's certainly a lot more legible than machine translated versions of his Japanese blog posts. But there are obviously you know some stuff that's going to be lost in translation here. For what it's worth, when I said Henry, Rico, etc., those he wrote those names down as as those. So you know, at least he's aware of that. Um. In 2021, the phase has changed and the vaccine supply has started. I was frustrated by the exclusion... Okay, so I'm I'm not sure what that means, uh, the phase has changed, but I'm guessing it's referring to, like, the government. If it's anything like the UK, the government's, like, phases of lockdown, essentially. Yeah, is, is I, I think that's what he's referring to. to. Yeah, so basically, shit's opening up. You know, they, are, they held the Olympics, obviously. You know. Um... I was frustrated by the exclusion of alternative journalists from the major platforms and by the fact that the counter-perspective was hidden. It's really not. You can just go on YouTube and find it for one thing. Um, you know, they put disclaimers by everything on like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. But it's really not. If you want to find some rando talking about how the vaccines are making the frogs gay or whatever, then you can <laughs> you can do that. That's an InfoWars quote, by the way, in case you're wondering what the was. <laughs> I think I should explain that. Um, and, yeah, so it's really hard to find this this shit. Just because it's not on the platform of choice or whatever doesn't mean it's not out there and people can't reach it. Um, yeah, maybe, it. Maybe there's a reason why why this stuff is harder to find. This dude should watch Fox News. He would fucking love it. And also he would <laughs> like, just completely sweep away all of his, you know, speculation here. Um... Yes, uh, I think that my feelings were reflected in Yamaki's strong words. Yeah, you think? However, the situation had changed between the time I wrote the scenario in early spring and August the 1st. This is not so much about Japan as this is about the new difficulties that countries around the world are facing. Yeah, for all it's worth, this didn't seem like it was Japan-specific criticism. If anything, it seemed like it was a bit too, you know, a bit too online. Um, so it was no longer timely to send out messages to the rest of the world. Uh, there were people who accused me of having a particular label. Yes, and there will continue to be people. Who do that. 
I've never expressed any particular political beliefs. You use the word political correctness in your show. You, like, you cannot say the word political and then claim that you are not political. (laughs) Also, I've never... Oh my god, I am going crazy. I've never expressed makes it sound like he's not just referring to this radio play, he's referring to everything he's ever done, which... No. Never. No, no, I'm saying not. Um, this line pisses me off. There was no anime that brought diver- more diversity to that ever than Digimon Tamers. Look, okay, I'm sure, yes, Digimon Tamers, you know, had a strong female protagonist and all this shit, but, but, just, no, that's, that is egotistical to a fault. To several faults. Like, you can't just say it's the most, you had a, you had a male main character. In fact, you had two. You know, you had the two boys and a girl. Like, you're not breaking ground. Like, yes. To be fair, it did have a woke kid representation, so... It did, it did. That, that is fair. Yes. Um, just just nonsense. Just, just I'm gonna go take a lap. Pep. Just, 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 just a big old wank in the middle there. Um, so I was sad, but don't worry. I mentioned earlier my plan, 2020, had already been cancelled. So basically, don't worry, my shit's already been cancelled. You already won, fuckers. That's that's the that's the vibe I get from that. Just some weird like he just patted himself on the back, and then he's just said, "Woe is me." So, yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, there's a final note here. I will leave the Digimon Tamers 2021 blog to be read in the future by those who like the original Tamers, and I will delete any comments that accuse me of being a bad person. You know what? It's his blog. He's, if he wants to, if he wants to do that, canceling. Bam. This free speech, I, there's no free speech now. It's all gone. Uh, I need the free speech wars to rise up because free yes. speech is being impacted. By his own what logic. Yes, this is completely complete hypocrisy on his part. But yeah, I'm not I just think remote, it's so funny surprised. because the the way he specifically phrased cancel culture in the in the radio play was, um, you know, they're deleting dissenting opinions off of the internet. That's literally what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait for the blog update for like episode forty when uh McGee-Germont, when Gilmon evolves into McGeeDramon and he calls Takato a cuck soy boy. <laughs> the truly toxic. They're the most toxic Digimon. Um Okay, one what well, couple more things here. Um a lot of people have defended me and told me not to apologize. Yeah, I've seen that. We'll get to those in a minute. Um but it's very hard to see such a divide among the fans. At least he knows that. At least he's seen this and gone. Uh, well, shit. You know, he's not completely clueless or, or completely. He's not dug his heels in all the way. Although, obviously, in this blog post, there's some, certainly some stuff he's not willing to let go of. Um, let me just apologize for the fact that I caused it to happen. Okay, well, there's an apology in here. It's not the apology people want or need, but it's an apology, I guess. No, I think he should apologize for this. Like, like I said, I, I it was mean, insul- yeah, but there are insulting. other things to apologize for. This is a very like it, it, uh, sidestepping apology. It is a poor apology. I've seen, I've seen worse apologies in in the last few weeks, a <laughs> couple of weeks, let's say. Uh, Shouts to the baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the baby was cancelled from Digifest twenty twenty one. Did you see he deleted his apology? Like, I the apology. I don't pay attention to the baby. I gotta be honest no, with you. Well, I didn't before now, but I, I find this whole charade, yeah, just just 
especially relatable, well, not relatable, but especially like funny that it's happening now when uh, when we're going through all this on our end of things. Anyway, um, I don't want any more debate on this issue. Chiaki J. Kanaka. I don't want any more debate on this issue. Spoken you don't like get to decide that. Conservative. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to decide that. Just stamp on his foot down. I'm right, you're wrong. No more debate. Me setting anyway. my hand on Chia- Chiaki J. Kanaka's shoulder. Buddy, I got some news for you. The Novacast has initiated their first, their inaugural uh, broadcast emergency system solely for you. There's some comments here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if we can translate them. But yeah, the whole thing is just, is just a big wet, a big. It's not entirely terrible because, like I say, it is at least something to see that yes, you did at least acknowledge that this has pissed people off. But I don't think he understands why, and that's a shame. But you know, hey. I don't want him to necessarily, you know, oh, he's got to think the same way that I do, whatever. Just, you know. I would settle I would settle for him just going away, honestly. Yeah. I, I can't control yeah. how he acts. I can't control what his beliefs are. If he wants to buy into this conspiracy nonsense, that's 100% on him. He's a grown man. He can make yeah. his own decisions. I just want to keep it away from Digimon. <laughs> I don't want Bro, to Bro, buy a bonsai yeah. tree and shut up. Yeah, I just don't want I to agree. infect this, this children's cartoon series with, like really despicable beliefs. Uh, I, I'm very much in the camp of like, if he wants to try and make something new with these sorts of themes and beliefs in it, he's perfectly welcome to do so. Um, well, welcome, maybe not the right word, but you know, it's a free country. Uh, it's a free... We live in free, in quotes, countries. So it's, you know, entirely fair for him to go out and do those things. Do I think he'll get very far? Not really. So do I understand why he would latch onto something like this to get across his points of view in incredibly slapdash fashion yeah I understand but it's not really proper of him to do so it's not professional like at the very at the very most if you want to be completely you know not political about it it's not professional to do this and it's insulting to fans of the show and based on everything else that he said in the past and if it weren't for this you know if it weren't for him going out there in the past and saying these things about COVID and 9-11 and stuff then I might have a different perspective. Because he said those things, the things that he's going on about in this stage play, yes, are are dangerous beliefs to have. Or masking, or, you know, symbolizing, or trying to whitewash his previous beliefs, or whatever. I don't know, I'm, I'm, we're kind of, kind of recycling this now, but, like, it's a really, not a great Bob post. It's kind of exactly what I expected. Um, but it's the end of it. Like he says, I don't want any more debate on this issue. Congrats. I don't think you're going to get it, because if you ever do anything else in the future, I'm probably not going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And I don't think it will be involving Digimon Tamers again, ever. I can't imagine he'll be invited back after this. I hope not. See, I, I want to believe that, I just don't know. Like, uh, I just really, they? really want... They just do some shit with... They just do some shit with Adventure again. What's the point of returning to Tamers if this is going to happen? Yeah. It wasn't like, even particularly I, I really popular want, in the first um... place. I really do want them to just like drop him like a hot potato and never touch this ever again. But I don't know. I I have a weird feeling that if they invited him back to do this, knowing what was on his blog as like as far as last year, then they they don't really care. Yeah, I I just yeah. I, I just think this was at the very least very negligent of their brand on their part, which is like the worst, like the least important thing to give a shit about. <laughs> but I, yeah, and let it's... me be clear, I don't really care. But that's what they did. So, that you know, 
that's the most generous interpretation of it and it's still kind of damning yeah. on them as again as professionals so uh anyway yeah okay bad times yeah i'm i'm just tired i i've like watching a creator i respected self-destruct his career and and sorry not his career his his uh respectability in real time his reputation in real time is um it's embarrassing it, it makes me feel shame for him and for you know everyone who respected him and thought he was a good intelligent person so well, I think uh, I'm, glad that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that i know more i'm glad that i'm well informed now and i know all this stuff it's still a big bummer though yeah agreed wholeheartedly yeah and, and all it's not impossible for him to in the future like you know finally wake up one day and go wait what the fuck am i going to bat for on this stuff? like you know it's it's entirely within his power and within his frankly his self-interest to you know ditch this stuff and you know put up you know actually he doesn't even have to put a proper apology out there you know it's it's entirely up to him if he wants to do that or not but just drop this fucking conspiracy trutherism shit and you know put something positive out into the world again he's entirely got it in him to do that based on his previous work i completely believe yeah. he has it in him to do that but based on his response here including the, like the blog post well specifically the blog post that he's written i just don't get the sense that he entirely understands it and for what it's worth you know because there's all these comments that usually go around about why are you trying to put american politics and everyone else mm. i'm british by the way he i literally want american is... politics out of digimon right now <laughs> Yes, he's he's the one who's gone fishing in in all waters, as it were, for whatever sort of weird version of truth he, he's fancy he's fancying, and this is what happened. I'm not saying that there's yeah. no like conservative whack job stuff in Japanese media either, but it's a different breed, you know. I I, th- I just think it, it's profoundly ironic the character he chose to be his mouthpiece for this, like hearing Yamaki, known government stooge, <laughs> saying we can't trust the government is, is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But it's but it also it's completely in keeping with the complete inconsistency and hypocrisy and derangement of those movements. So so yeah. Yeah, I you just... know what? If 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 the extremely empathetic to a fault Henry can can uh, disparage the paradox of tolerance, then I, I guess it's in character <laughs> for Yamaki to say don't trust the government. That's the least, at least the thing about this is that Henry, Takato, Rika, Jerry aren't characters in this. They aren't characters. Like they have no, they have very little personality. Anything that they do have purely because of the efforts of voice actors who seem to kill it. Terry Amon's voice actor, by the way, really good. I've not really watched the sub of Tamers before much, but uh, I could instantly recognise that that was Terry Amon, you know, before they addressed her as Terry Amon. So, so yeah, props props to them for that. Um, do you want to talk a bit about, like, the Twitter reaction to this? Because there was some... It was kind of I hilarious. mean, I don't want like, to, but I think we should. So this, this blew up because um, of a... So there was an announcement from um, the Wild Bunch, the fact that the the, the the subgroup that put this out, and uh, they put a tweet out, and uh, it was Chris McFeely on Twitter who basically saw this and like downloaded it and um, started it up, and it starts pretty much right away with the OP. I'm covered by the OP. Is this warning about? Um, uh, warning: This 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 film includes far right conspiracy theories or whatever. Can I just say I think that statement is a bit 
a little bit overboard but because in the actual content of the play itself it doesn't get into anything like COVID-19 or 9-11 trutherism which of course is absolutely far out conspiracy theories the actual content of the play itself is just talking about cancel culture and political correctness which are sadly not far out beliefs they're fairly mainstream beliefs so you know that's a whole other kettle of fish but regardless i mean that was the message that was it's 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 bad rhetoric like we can realize that but i get what you're saying yeah yeah it's terrible rhetoric but so if they put that out there they chose to put that warning on it because i think it's likely because they were more acutely aware of kanaka's actual beliefs and previously stated beliefs or previously stated interests and i think they may be put that in there knowing that but most people don't know that until now so anyway i thought i thought that was a bit of a, a flub on their part but regardless they're entitled to do it the way they want to they're the ones out there doing the work translating it getting the subs in there all that good stuff so you know i I'm, i appreciate their hard work anyway um and yeah so this came out and this and this guy chris on twitter was like wait what <laughs> he just posted a screen cap of that naturally that blew up fairly quickly and people immediately started, you know, getting like Twitter videos like Sloan described earlier of the of the recording of the cancel culture moment. And just to make sure everyone was completely aware this wasn't a troll fan sub or anything like that. This was entirely legit. And obviously it blew up on Twitter. And you know you had people just saying like, oh well Kanaka Kanaka straight in the bin then, which agreed. <laughs> sure. But then obviously in re- response to that, there came the usual criticisms of like, you're just doing exactly what you said you'd do. And it's like, well, I mean, if you say something dumb, then you get exposed for it. Like, that happens on Twitter and social media every single day. If you want to call that cancel culture, then you can't. That's just called making yourself no actual... Twitter's main character for the day. I just saw someone on Twitter today, basically, they, twi- they quote tweeted The Rock so the rock was saying, "Oh, I shower three times a day because I work out twice a day, or whatever." And you know, it was in response to this whole thing about white celebrities not not washing, which I don't understand why any of them have been saying this stuff. But regardless, the rock's like, "No, I don't do that shit." I'm, I'm, I'm rich, rich people are just freaking quote- crazy. They can do and say whatever they want, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Quote tweet. Yeah, again, there's no such thing as cancel culture because of that, um, and that's an example of that, Robert. But the rock's here out saying, oh, I shower three times a day. Someone quote tweets him, uh, someone with a check mark nonetheless, and says, like, this is weirder than not showering, which, no, it isn't, but okay. He's welcome to have that belief. And the rock literally replied to him. I would saying, rather oh, someone shower three times a day than no times a day. Yeah, like, that, exactly. you're telling yourself a lot when you say that someone who showers three times a day is weirder than someone who this doesn't shower dude, at all. This dude already telling on himself, already quoting a man who, you know, is. Yes, he's a Republican, but he's extremely popular. And when he does finally run for president, he will know that win. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> yep, yep, sorry, so. Um, and um, where was I going with this? To yeah, any so... listeners in other countries, <laughs> please get me a green card. <laughs> the Rock replied to him as well to explain this a lot. And uh, to explain his like thing, and it's just like this is just, this guy just got fucking owned. Is he gonna lose his job? No. Is he gonna lose his family or partner or whatever? Not very likely. Although I can maybe understand why you would leave someone for getting owned by the Rock on Twitter. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would just delete my account um, if um, I was owned that yeah, hard. Exactly. You could just delete that account and make a new one. 
there's nothing stopping you just I would delete myself. Yeah, I would just be like, well, that's a fat L I took today. I'd just go to sleep and then, you know, have you ever posted a take so bad that you just had to go immediately to sleep? <laughs> I guess it would be the thing. <laughs> um, point is, people like that can just do shit like that and they can move on with their lives. You know, you can stub your toe or you can accidentally, you know, I dropped a fucking carton of milk on the way home the other day and that was a big L I talk. People take L's all the time. It doesn't matter. You know, that's just part of life. So people saying like, oh, we, you, you cancelled him or whatever on Twitter. It's like, you said exactly what he said you'd do. It's like, no, we just called him an idiot for being an idiot. It was his fault for being an idiot. idiot. He put the thing out there. No one forced, no one forced him to do it. So we're going to, of course we're going to call him out on that. That's like saying like, I don't know, it's just like, oh, I can't think of Matt but it's just, it's just annoying. Um, but people are like, oh, he's cancelled. You, you said you'd be cancelled and he's cancelled. You're just proving him right. It's like, no, I'm tired. So, I think I think I've I think I've done. I think I've done all. The thing that <laughs> makes the thing that makes me mad is just like all the people that are like, "Wow, I didn't know Digimon was based because it's been red pilled," and it's like, "Shut, I like, shut up! You aren't a fan. You don't care about this show. Like you were, you clearly do not understand like the 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 themes behind the show, as we mentioned before, of like kindness, friendship. Like you don't know. Like just shut up. Shut your mouth." It, you don't get it. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be uh, gaslight gay people girl boss for a second. You don't get it. You won't get it. So just don't say, oh yeah, I love Digimon now because you probably watched ten episodes as a kid and then you stopped caring, or you're probably, or if you're one of those people that's like, well, I knew Pokemon was better back as a kid. Like all, like also shut up. Like not important. In fact, like everyone just shut up. Like none of you are part of this. I, I, there is one specific thing I'd like to I'd like to address, which I saw a bunch of comments about how these were people coming into Digimon and just being all SGW about it or whatever. Which, by the way, talk about talk about using based and cringe. I think it's pretty cringe to fucking use the word SGW still in twenty in twenty twenty one. Anyway, did you almost say twenty eighteen? Um, I almost said twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was because of that blog post. <laughs> I'm blaming that. <laughs> that's um, just time. Time yeah. is a flat circle. <laughs> um, so yeah, people were saying like, "Oh, these are people coming in and just being like, you know, all butthurt or whatever about about this guy expressing his opinions." No, firstly, we've been around here for a long ass time. I've enjoyed Digimon and being a fan for a long, long ass time to the point where I'm doing a podcast about it when I'm 28 years old, and it's like I just have my priorities in check. Like I thought this dude was pretty fucking cool because he made a great show that I liked and by all accounts, seemed pretty chill. Now I know. Yeah, actually, like, he's it was a great show chill. with good he's politics, a bit of a, too. Bit of, an, bit of an idiot. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, my, my opinion of him has gone down based on his held beliefs. Because, guess what? I have actual principles that don't just account to, this show is good, ergo, I'm going to go to bat for it for the rest of my fucking life. No. I have encountered new information, and my perspective has changed. This is how normal people's brains work. So sorry, I shouldn't say that. But you know what I'm getting at, right? It's 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 this, that's is, how, this is how mafia should approach things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love Yeah, like what it, the same thing that's happening that's always happening is that people are taking, you know, mild and valid criticism as you're trying to cancel this person, you're trying to make sure they never work again, so we're all gonna jump to their defense despite not caring about them until now. 
Um, but it's just extra pathetic when you consider what they're going to bat for. Yeah, it's just so. it's just annoying. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I can't yes. wait for all these like these dudes who are like, "Wow, Chucky J. Kanaka is based in Red Pill." Go, they're gonna go and watch Digimon Tamers, find out there's a whole episode of this whole episode's about a depressed girl, and be like, "Wait, what?" Or you know, watch Lane. That's pretty much the whole series of that as well. I've never no, seen I, Lane, I, I, so I, I keep talking about Lane like I've watched it. I've not watched it. There you go. <laughs> I'm a fake, fake, fake. Blowing up live on stream. That's a great, uh, great OP though. I will say that. Yeah, we used that in one of our episodes. We did, yes. Great, 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 great song. Um, yes, that's me exposed. There we go. Um, anyone have anything else they wanted to talk about? <laughs> Not really. I'm just tired. I'm, 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 I'm tired. I'm finished talking about this. I, I got to I... like be really angry about the fact that like there's a bunch of stupid chuds online who are just acting like whack fools in like either direction. So whack fools. Yeah. My favorite French anime project. Uh got um <laughs> whack fool whack kicks no okay yeah we're definitely done i mean um recording yeah, on a Monday. I mean, i'll say <laughs> last thing is just that i think you're right like i hope he can like reevaluate his very bad views i don't think it'll happen at this rate Anything's possible. Um, I'm still gonna like digimon tamers again because those views aren't held within the series and i can i don't have to worry about supporting konaka by watching uh, the dub of Digimon Tamers on Hulu. So it just sucks. Hey, I, uh, I, 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 I'm I sad, but whatever. <laughs> Dude sucks. You know. uh, chuds suck. Uh, conspiracy theories and trutherism suck. Uh, yes. Get vaccinated. If the yes. if there's a booster that comes out, get the booster too. Yes. Mask up, social distance. 9-11 was 20 years ago. Stop talking about conspiracy theories about it you got stop talking about 9-11 on your digimon podcast sloan we'll keep doing that because apparently we can't stop so we can't stop won't <laughs> stop can't stop won't stop <laughs> just can't stop we <laughs> would stop if i could if we could <laughs> but we can't this has been the inaugural <laughs> episode of the novacast emergency broadcast system next up we'll be covering digimon battle of adventurers finally are you both excited because i'm just tired I, I'm also just tired. I think I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, Battle of Adventures, I don't know how much Kanaka was involved in that, so hey, at least Let me look something. it up right now. Yeah, let's 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 prepare ourselves. Not that it matters, but, you know. You know, I can't find it immediately on the wiki, so you know what? Who knows? Who cares? We'll get, we'll get that bridge when we cross it. It was kind of... I don't remember it being very good, so... Which made me, made me think Kanaka wasn't involved. Which, yeah, there we go. He, maybe he maybe was, present Kanaka went to the, the past show? to write Battle of Adventurers. Got pulled into the... Yeah, like the reverse of his fucking shitty Digimon. Uh, like his Takato plot point he came up with in the taxi on the way. Ah, oh, okay, let's, yep. let's end this. Let's end That's this. our show, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, and see you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system.